Welcome to the Mothman in the Bible Belt Podcast with your host, Buck Fantastic. On this week's episode of the Mothman and the Bible Belt podcast, we have that West Virginia music show host, Nathaniel James. Nathaniel James is here to talk about his brand spanking new music show on YouTube and the local music scene here in West Virginia. Join me, your host, Buck Fantastic for another exciting episode of the Mothman and the Bible Belt podcast. It's gonna rock! What has rock and roll ever done for you, Nathaniel James? What has rock and roll done for me? Hmm. You know, I mean, it's been a big part of my life. It really has. I've listened to rock music. I was raised on rock music. Um, I had cool parents that, you know... They went to see Ozzy when they were teenagers, when Ozzy was the devil and no one was supposed to go see Ozzy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they raised me to, to kind of uh, to be free, you know, to not be afraid to express who I am and to, you know, just to, just to not take shit from people, really. You know, that's kind of what rock and roll does for me. It gives me it's that attitude. It's that meaningful not give a shit attitude if that's if those two can go together i'm not sure <laughs> but i think they can what inspired you to create that west virginia music show it just seemed like something that this area needed something that not a lot of people were you know no one else was really doing you know it just started with an idea one day and we just went with it uh, jamie and i were just toiling around we have all the equipment to make this work you know, why not bring some bands in have some people on the show and be able to promote this and um you know bands can use this as a marketing tool that's kind of our goal <laughs> is this going to be solely a rock show or are y'all gonna have um all genres of music put on display oh, yeah. from west virginia <clears throat> yeah yeah we're open to everything um you know i mean i think i have more connections in rock music so it'll probably lean a little more rock um, but I'm in the progress right now of, of, uh, booking, uh, I'm not gonna, I can't say who yet, but booking a very well-known, uh, blues artist in this area. I've, I've been in contact with, um, kind of an electronic type band. Uh, they want to be on the show. So, you know, we're, we're open to everyone. We want everyone to reach out, you know, whether that's a, for a sit down interview or if you just want to debut or premiere a song, you know, we're open. We're open to whatever people want to do. I saw the first episode last night. What can viewers expect in future episodes? You know, hopefully we get some we get some really good interviews, kind of shed some light on on um, what's going on in the community, what's going on, you know, with some of these bands. We've got the capability of setting up the band in our studio. Um, to do a live performance so that's something we we want to do with some of these musicians you know a lot of people a lot of people trash west virginia and and, you know we want to show you know that we've got talent we've got people that 
you know, are are out there making music and and people need to support that. Why did you choose YouTube over public access? YouTube was convenient at the time. We were actually working or we still are working on creating an app, but we're just not there yet. It kind of came down to the wire that we needed to get this show out there. So it was just kind of uh, the most convenient thing to do, but we're we're definitely open to you know, to, to look at other platforms and we hope to do that too. Do you think West Virginia has a lot of great musical acts? I think we do. You know, I, th- I think there's a lot of talent in the state, but people don't know about it. You know, people need to get out and see some of these bands, you know, and it's been difficult the last couple of years with COVID been difficult, you know, the, the economy, um, you know, especially in this state, it's, it's, it's not always easy to go out and spend money, you know, at these places to see a show. But like I said, we want to help these bands promote what they're doing. And um, I really, I really hope that, you know, that through our show, you know, we could build on the music community in the, in West Virginia. How often will y'all be dropping new episodes? Right now, we're looking at every other week, but once we get, you know, the first episode is kind of getting the word out, kind of, you know, kind of trying to drum up interest. Um, So once we get bands or musicians that want to be on the show, you know, we're hoping, we're we're shooting for once a week, uh, but right now it's going to be probably every other week. Um, I do, I work a full-time job. Uh... So, you know, I've got, I have to work on this after work and late at night and try to put it all together, you know, when I have time to. What new music or old music are you currently listening to? I got to admit, I mean, I'm, I'm not, there's not a lot of new music out there that I'm a huge fan of. I mean, I'm open to, I'm open to just about anything. I, I love my rock and roll. I love my heavy metal. Um, but a lot of people don't know, you know, I grew up, I was a theater kid. I went to college for theater. I love show tunes. I love, um, this is a, this is a weird one. Not a lot of people get, I love polka music. I think there's a lot of talent in polka music. That, Besides Weird Al? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, weird Al does some cool stuff. Um, but you know, I like some old, uh, Frank Yankovic, uh, you know, that kind of stuff is, it's just feel good music. It's, uh, not everyone gets it, but if you do get it, it's, it's, you know, it makes you feel good to listen to upbeat, uh, happy music that, uh, you know, you don't really get in the mainstream, but yeah, you've I'm done to everything. You've done Rocky Horror repeatedly, haven't you? I have. I have. It's been first time I performed in Rocky Horror was 15, 16 years ago. I've, I've did, um, I did over a hundred performances or I've done over a hundred performances over the years. So, uh, you know, that, that's got a special place in my heart too. No one's done Rocky Horror here since 2000. As far as I remember the musical, the stage show itself. So, It'd be great to have someone bring it back. You know, I would, I would love to. You know, again, that that takes money that I don't have right now. 
And I think a lot of venues are afraid. A lot of venues associate Rocky Horror with, uh, you know, some crazy shenanigans and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's kind of tough. I've reached out to some people over the years, you know, about setting up, you know, especially in Charleston. I think it would be great. I think it would be great to do the show in Charleston. But, like I said, finding finding the finances and the venue uh, has been, a you know, a little difficult. Jamie Skeen, who did my podcast music, is your jack of all trades on your show. Are you working him ragged? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, no, Jamie, Jamie's one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's cool to be able to, to be on the same page with someone that Jamie and I are for the most part on the same page about all of this. And, uh, it's, it's easy. You know, we bounce ideas off each other all the time, every day, you know, just, just a select few ideas actually make it, you know, actually make it through. Um, but we're all the time trying to improve and, uh, you know, he's, he's doing a lot of work, um, you know, in addition to this, he's recording bands, mixing music, you know, just he's got a lot of projects on his plate. So this is this shows a little overload. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're making it happen. You had Johnny Compton on as your first guest. I've seen him in concert in his act, Johnny C and the Scurvy. He knows covers. I haven't heard any of his original music before. Uh, I listened to that. What you had on your show. That was pretty awesome. A little sample. Now you can't talk about anybody who's come on your show right now, correct? Any upcoming guests? Right, right. Not, not, not yet. Mamie White. <laughs> um, no, we're we you know we've got we've got some uh, we've got some people. I guess you know the main reason I don't want to say anything is because we haven't shot the interviews yet. Mm -hmm. Um, so. I don't want to be the guy that advertises, oh, hey, we've got this person on our show and then something happened and we can't get it, the interview scheduled or whatever. Um, but trust yeah, that me. Happened, that happened to me. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it happens. And um, I was supposed yeah. to have Alexis K. Tyler on my show a few weeks ago and she pulled out at the last moment. And, you know, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it you know it makes it, it makes it difficult, um, uh, but in, in in our case, you know, for our show, um, we do expect a couple announcements uh, this weekend. So we're we're just trying to finalize a few things before we advertise it. On a national level, West Virginia has churned out many great musical acts like Kathy Matea, Bill Withers. Brad Paisley, Lionel Cartwright, Hazel Dickens, Christian Lopez, Michael W. Smith, Byzantine, Sarah Farah, and Hillbilly Death Ride. Who's your favorite? Oh, man. That's tough. That's tough. I mean, there's, there's so many different genres of music in there. You know, I've been a fan of Byzantine for a long time. You know, Bill Withers, there's no denying his contributions. Um, yeah, and, and everyone you named. Um I'll tell you a secret about Brad Paisley. His accent's not real. He talks from, like someone from Charleston. <laughs> if I if I memory serves me correct, Brad's from up uh, Glendale. 
Yeah, and uh, he's got a um, – well, this was a long time ago, uh, probably 20-some years ago. Um, his accent's more of a – like a Pittsburgh accent more than anything. So, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad, but that's – uh, the only reason I bring that up is because honestly, that's about the extent of what I know about Brad Paisley. <laughs> Other than the fact that uh, you know he made it and makes a hell of a lot more money than I'll ever make. Mm. Uh, but I only uh, met Kathy Matea. She was nice. I got a picture with her. I've heard. I've heard she's she's a delightful person, and and that's. And that's cool, you know. I mean, I know. And she's I actually old. like her music. I don't like. I, I don't like any of Brad Paisley's music. <laughs> I mean, I like kind of like that little Dolly Parton duet thing he had. When I get to where I'm going, well, but I mean, that's because Dolly's in it. Because Dolly's in it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, and I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm not very familiar with his music. You know, I'm not a huge country person. Yeah, you know, like I said, twenty some years ago through uh, some people that know him, I found out that his accent's a... Uh, Fake. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Do you know. think it was wrong of Dolly Parton to reject the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's nomination? <clears throat> I mean, she um, has recorded some rock songs before. They've been in the style of bluegrass or country, but she has, you know, she's recorded Collective Soul Shine, um, the Eagle, Seven Bridge Road, Bread's If, Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. You know, she's done a lot of, you know. You know, you mentioned Collective Soul. Quick side note, uh, they're one of my all-time favorite bands. Just throwing that out there. I, I love that band. Their latest album they put out a couple years ago is their probably the best album since their self-titled came out in 1995. It's, they're a great band to see live. I wish they'd come back around here. They played, um, uh, they played the Regatta. That was one of the last Regattas we had. Um, Are you happy the Regatta's coming back? Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a cool thing. Um, uh, they're bringing in, I know they're bringing in Rick Springfield, which actually Johnny Compton's other band, Hair Supply. Um, they're opening for Rick Springfield, so that's a cool opportunity for them. They play Ooh. a lot of 80s covers, a lot of a lot of hair band music. Um, you know, so they're they're another band Johnny's Johnny's involved in. And uh, um, but back to your question about Dolly in the Hall of Fame, um, I, I've I have two things to say about that. One, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, obviously, if you look at the people they've inducted over the years, it's not all rock and roll. So I, I don't have a problem with Dolly being inducted. However, however, one of my other favorite bands, Judas Priest, they've been snubbed many times by the Hall of Fame. And they're on the ballot this year, and the Rock Hall has a fan vote on their website. And basically, they consider the top five bands in the fan vote. Well, currently, Dolly's at number five, and Judas Priest is at number six. So 
if Dolly wants to step down and give a boost to Judas Priest, I'm cool with that. But like I said, I mean, Dolly's made so many contributions that she deserves it just as much as anyone. So it's just a little selfish of me. I want Judas Priest in the Rock Hall of Fame. Is this the year for Pat Benatar? I thought she got in last year. Did she nope. not? No. Nope. She's nominated again this year. Well, yeah. Yeah. Then I, I can definitely see that happening. Duran Duran's nominated, but I highly doubt they'll have Warren Cucurullo get inducted. You know, they act like he don't exist now, so. You know, you never know. You never know. When Kiss was inducted, um, it was just brought, a classic lineup, right? It was. It was. Um, and they, you know, they inducted the original four, but at that time the band was split up, but they all agreed to pe- appear on stage together. Um, uh, yeah, you never know. You never know how these bands are going to react. Um, I know when Van Halen got inducted, I don't think anyone, anyone from the band actually showed up <laughs> to accept oh. the award. Uh, I think you have to go with the people that made the most contributions. I think the original lineup, um, you know, like Kiss is, I love the original lineup of Kiss. You know, so much, but there were also a couple other people in the band throughout the years that made major contributions. And I think those need to be recognized as well. But then there are also, let's just say there's one current member of Kiss that I don't like. And I think he's a, um, you know, he's a, he's actually now the longest, uh, longest serving guitarist other than Paul Stanley in the band, but Tommy Thayer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I've met Tommy. Tommy's a very nice guy. Um, I just saw him on the Scooby-Doo episode. That was Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It was Scooby-Doo and kiss. They were, they were, they were investigating a haunted witch carnival, which kiss yep. owns. It was crazy. Yep. It was yep. really crazy. It's on it's on HBO Max, FYI. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Kiss. You know, Kiss is more than just music. It's the whole marketing thing, the merchandise. The Kiss has it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you can imagine it, Kiss sells it. I mean, they they literally sold bags of air for $5 with a Kiss logo on the bag and said it was air guitar strings. Who who else sells bags of air and can actually convince people that there's something in the bag? That sounds like a Gene Simmons idea. Of course it is. Of course it is. But but I love them. But you know, when Kiss played in Huntington in 2016, um, there was a military group that uh, presented a a plaque to um Tommy Thayer. Ruth, you know, for the contributions, the military contributions his his father made, and and you know, so that was cool. Um, as far as Kiss goes, he's a guy that's dressed up like Ace Frehley playing Ace Frehley songs. You left West Virginia for big money in Sin City as a big time news director, only to come back to this hellhole. Why? Wow. <laughs> oh man, you know, uh, I went to Vegas. 
um, at, when I went, uh, I was working in, in the news in Charleston and, and, you know, Shelby had passed away and it, it, things were tough. Things were tough and I needed an escape from reality. As, as far as ending up in Vegas, <laughs> Jamie and I were having dinner one day and he said, man, wouldn't it be cool to live in Vegas? And neither of us had ever been to Vegas. And I said, man, I said, that'd be cool. And a few days later, you know, I kind of asked my boss, I said, you know what? I said, can you transfer me to Vegas? Kind of as a joke. I didn't actually think they would. The same day I get a call from a corporate person at the company I work for. We heard you want to go to Vegas. We have an opening. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah, let's do that. And then they offered me a decent paying job and, and it was cool. I was actually working, uh, I was working on an entertainment show. Um, we had celebrity guests and stuff like that on the show. So it was, it was outside of news, but it sounded good. I went out there and, uh, I absolutely loved, sorry, what was that? But you didn't love the strippers, Celine Dion and the gambling. (laughs) I could do without Celine Dion, but I love the strippers and the gambling. Uh, but that's the problem. That's the problem. It takes a lot of money to live successfully and comfortably in Las Vegas. And that just wasn't happening. You know, and it was it was it was internal problems with that station I went to. I, I didn't I wasn't a fan of how of how they did things there. Um there were some I have to be careful what I say because creative differences. Uh, there we go. Yeah, um, I do have a uh, non-disclosure agreement uh, in place, so I had to be careful what I say. But um, I chose to be the better person and remove myself from a bad situation. But then I did that, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm broke, and I'm living in a place where you need to make at least fifty, sixty thousand dollars just to just to survive out there." You know, COVID happened. The entire city got shut down for COVID. And, you know, there's just nothing. It, it was as desolate as the desert that surrounds it. You know, so anyway, you know, I came back here and, and then I decided to get back into news. I went to Lexington. I worked there last year for a news station and just decided uh, I didn't really, I don't know. I just, I, I needed a break after a decade in that business, I was ready to try something different. So I, I, um, decided it took to... me six months. It took me six months to say, <laughs> I don't want to do news. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a, it's a tough business. You, you either love it or hate it. And, you know, I, I do love it. I do love it. It's, you have to be with the right people to make it work. If you're stuck in a situation, you know, kind of like I was in Vegas where you don't get along with the people you work with or, you know, like you said, there are creative differences with the people you work with. You're never going to go anywhere. You know, your show's just going to spin in circles. It's never going to get better. And, uh, you know, it's just not a good environment. Boone County native Kelsey Dolan wound up with American Idol. She was recently voted off. She was raised by her grandparents due to her mother's drug issues. Her sister was born addicted to opioids. Do you think the state's drug problem is hurting 
up-and-coming music acts by stereotyping all of us as drug addicts? There are a lot of issues that need to be worked out. You know, we, we do have um, a pretty bad drug problem right now. You know, it, West Virginia, there's a lot of, there are a lot of stereotypes about West Virginia. It used to just be inbreeding. Now it's drugs. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it, I'm not sure what's worse. <laughs> I wish, you know, and, and there, there are some, you know, there's some weird people in this state, uh, but that happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish people, you know, the people, the people on a national level that talk shit about West Virginia, I wish they'd come here and see what it's really like. We've got good caring people and we have talent. And, you know, that goes back to talking about this show I'm doing. I want to give these artists that have talent, you know, I want to give them a platform to, to showcase what they can do and to show people, Hey, you know, you may think West Virginia is a worthless place, but look, look what we have. Look what we've got. We're, we're not perfect by any means. we got a lot of problems. You know, we need to clean up some stuff. Um, you know, we do need to, you know, fix the drug problem. I mean, I think the last three, four years in Charleston, things have gotten pretty bad. Especially um, on the west side. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, we, we've got our issues. We've got work to do. Uh, we don't necessarily have the budget or the resources that other states have to make these things happen. But I, I do see a, a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I see our community growing. I see our community getting better, getting stronger. I hope that these people that have, you know, that face addiction and, and that have these struggles, I you know, I hope that they can find a hobby, find something, you know, like music, you know, to pull themselves out of that. I mean, just look throughout history. Look at how many great musicians we've lost to to drug usage. Um, you yeah. know, this past week was the anniversary of of Lane Staley's death from from Alice in Chains, one of the greatest heavy metal voices, you know, rock voices. In you know, in the last thirty years, he you know it's it just shows you that you know well. It, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters just passed away appear, last week. It would appear that was an OD. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, it just it just shows yeah, a lot you of that. Shit in him. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. So uh, you know, it just shows you that drugs don't care who you are. You know, a, a heroin overdose could happen to me. It could happen to you. Not that we do heroin, but you know, it it, it could happen to anyone if you do it so i guess my message would be just just don't do don't do heroin people it's not good for you yeah exactly you know it's not good for you it's not good for you especially if it affects your family do you think madonna pumping a ton of ass fat into her face and flashing her knockers on instagram is going to cause her music career to rebound um when Madonna first came out, she was kind of hot. Now I don't. I don't want to see that shit. I, I don't. I don't want to see. No. Ugh. No. I mean, you know, it's, her music has 
kind of tank since the mid 2000s. She hasn't put out anything much of substance. And I just don't, I don't know. She's having all these cosmetics. She's having her face tilted, all kinds of shit pumping through her face and her ass and uh, flashing her titties here and there. I mean, should she just retire? I mean, maybe not retire, but, you know, go out. You know, if you're going to, uh, if she's going to, I don't know if she still tours or not, but. If you're going to tour, you know, go out. At this point in your career, you've got the greatest hits package that the fans want to hear. Go out, do that. We don't need to see you in your underwear or less than your underwear. Share the music that people love, but keep that shit covered up. Really, no one wants to see that. Did you get to watch that Wheeler Walker Jr. video I sent you? I, I, I watched part of it, yeah. yeah do you feel that's... that... Wheeler Walker Jr. is a feature of country music. You know, I mean, uh, I, again, I'm not a huge country person, but I do think, especially for the youth, I see, you know, I see different trends. Um, you know, I, I he's not with, he's not Florida Georgia line. Well, um, you know, and there's, I think people like that. Um, uh, you know, I think people like that, uh, kind of not give a shit attitude. It's always intriguing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's going to be successful. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of, of, you know, some of the, the outlaw country music from the seventies and eighties, uh, you know, there were some, there were some stuff, you know, Maybe not the same language being used in the songs, but people like David Alaco and stuff, you know, they they did songs that were controversial at the time and and but they they made a lot of money, sold a lot of tickets. So I think there is an audience for I think there's an audience for for you know what he's doing and um you know, you kind of see it the influence in some of the you know, some of the musicians that are popular right now. Um, when I first heard Wheeler Walker Jr., I thought Ray Stevens meets two live crew. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I see that. Genius. So when are y'all shooting for your next episode to come out? Um, if everything goes well, we're gonna be um doing uh, a couple interviews this weekend. Okay. Um, so once, once we get those shot, um, you know, look, look for, uh, the end of the weekend, look for an announcement, um, as to who we have. Like I said, we we're looking at a very well-known name, uh, in the Charleston area. Um, is this blue. person kind of look like, um, a silver fied Rick James by chance? Um, you know, I'm not, uh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to go into nice. that. that not going to go into those details now. Um, okay. No, but I, I think, I think this will be a great, a great episode coming up. Um, like I said, we've got a couple, we've got a couple bands. I'm not sure if we'll combine them into one episode or, or split them up into two episodes. Um, but we've got some cool things in the works. Is there anything else you want to say about that West Virginia music show? Um, you know, we're on Facebook. 
facebook.com slash TWMS. Um, we're on YouTube, uh, that West Virginia music show. Check us out, subscribe, give us a like, share. You can watch that West Virginia music show on YouTube. I want to thank my special guest, Nathaniel James. May your music show rock and flourish. For Mothman in the Bible Belt podcast outlet updates, guest bios, and direct links to social media, please visit mothmaninthebiblebelt.com. Thanks for listening.